Welcome to Finding the More Ministries. In our Moving Forward series, we will share how Jesus has helped us move forward through challenging circumstances. Have you ever asked, how do I make progress and move forward in the midst of grief, the loss of a job, having an empty nest, or just not feeling close to the Lord? Moving Forward will encourage you to press on by using the Word of God as your source of strength. Listen in as our team explores these topics and much more each month as we move forward together. Welcome back to our Moving Forward series. Um, today is a very special topic. I'm super excited. Um, I'm here with Amanda, my friend. Um, and today, you know, we're really going to talk about a sensitive topic. Um, and we're going to talk about the journey of a heart's desire to be long. And I know it's it's going to be a hard story to share. And I want to thank you in advance, Amanda, for being willing to share that. And I just want to open with prayer sure. uh, and ask God to kind of meet us in this moving forward moment. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you today. And Lord, we just... We just pray that you would use this message, um, that the journey of Amanda, Lord, that she's so willing to share. And I just pray that you would just use the words today, that you would guide us in this conversation and give you the glory in this, Lord. And I pray that anyone that's listening to this, Lord, that you would encourage their hearts and that they would be able to move forward with you in their journey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so before we get started, I think there's a pre-story to the moving forward. <laughs> um, so today is the first time that Amanda and I have met. Um, we've been friends, how long? Close to five years. Five years. So it really started with an online fitness group mm-hmm. that my cousin led, and we connected over challenging each other to drink more water. <laughs> um, and quickly, I think God had a different plan. Um, you know, Amanda really touched me as working with my son, you know, really struggled with reading. Um, she, I remember recording him one day. She listened to him. And the advice that you gave me still sticks out. Don't correct every word. And for me, I was like, ah. And you're like, it's going to help build his confidence. You know, and to this day, I still struggle. I'm like, okay, you missed three. I got to correct one. Um, but quickly, God turned it into more. Like, we really became sisters in Christ. Um, Sharing God, sharing our word of the year, and every time we saw that, like, oh, I saw this, it's meant for you. So I'm excited. That it's been a journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> so I'm excited to be here today. Um, thankful that you've given me this opportunity to share your story. Um, and I didn't know you had a story to share. <laughs> so when we started moving forward, uh, before we even recorded the first one, like the Lord laid you on my heart. Amanda has a story to share. So I said, Amanda, you got a story to share. Um, And you did. And uh, the story you will share today, I did not know. Uh, Did he? Yeah, so I think when we leave it in God's hands, he he, he had a plan for that. So so why don't you tell us, introduce yourself, kind of who you are, what you do. Sure. Um, My name is Amanda Garrett, and I uh, was saved when I was 10 years old. When people ask me to introduce myself, I always start by saying I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a stepmom, and as my stepkids like to tell me, I am now a 
grandma to to fur books. Sometimes they're not. Their fur books are like they're my babies. So, so when I reached out to you to say, uh, moving forward, share your story. What was your first thought? Oh well, <laughs> my first thought was I live five miles from the place that I was born. I have been nowhere in my life. I have no journey to tell. Um, I immediately was like, I want to be obedient to God. Mm-hmm. I want to pray about this. I want to see what God wants me to share. But I totally was at a blank when you first told. Did you think I was crazy? <laughs> no, because over this five-year journey that we've been on, you know um, I was crazy. I knew that. But I also know we've called each other out, and we've called each other to some higher places that I don't think we would have ventured to alone. So I felt like I could really trust that God was talking to your heart, that it wasn't just something that you would throw out on a whim. Um, I trusted your faith and trusted him. And I grabbed my old journals and I literally spent a day crawled up in bed with God and dug through the past years of my life. And he was able to show me this amazing journey that I never even realized was taking place in my life. You never knew you had a woman for yeah, I, I I really would have told you day one, like, sure, I can talk, <laughs> but I'm not getting anywhere. And those would have been my words. Yeah. And I think you, you bring up a really good point that God, God has used us to kind of challenge each other, you know, start with a water challenge. But, you know, and I think sometimes you will share something or I will share something, and then we're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get something like Pastor Preach on last night. You know, um, I think most recently I shared, like, I went down. Many rounds, <laughs> but I like mountains. Like I was just saying about mountains, and then your your pastor he had preached about uh, the rock that was seen out of the mountain. Yeah. So I think God definitely put us together, and you know I think yeah, again I'm excited to to be here. So so tell us a little bit more about your background. So five miles, you grew up from here. Like, um, I've lived in Dallas, Georgia, my whole life. I guess I should say that. Well, and I guess we should say that. Where we're at, we're not in North Carolina, so we're in Dallas, Georgia. So um, thank you guys for bringing them forward to me. So the interesting piece is there is a Dallas, North Carolina. Oh, that's really cool. And that, yeah, like 20 minutes from where I live. So when I write out your, like, address and zip code, I'm going to be careful to put your zip code and not the one close to home. So, um... Just to kind of give you my background, my information, um, I was a church kid. I've pretty much been raised in church my whole life. Um, doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Um, when I was 10 years old, I was saved at Vacation Bible School. Um, around the same time in my life, uh, my parents went through a divorce. So I was born in 81, so we're talking around 1991. That was still a big deal around here. Um, come from a small town, rural community. Um, I was one of the first of several friends that eventually went through that. Um, but a lot of people saw it as a stumbling block. Oh, I'm so sorry for you, your parents got divorced. God really used it as a stepping stone. Um, it taught me to trust Him more. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two parents that loved me. Like, I didn't have a horrible childhood. Um, but I wasn't always at mom's, and I wasn't always at dad's. But God was that friend that was always there. He always went with you. He always went with me. So, I think it really, because of their divorce, I think that it really became uh, a strong factor in building our relationship with God. So tell us more about the stumbling blocks into stepping stones. 
What does that mean? So, a lot of times we get to a point in life that we go through a trial or a challenge and it kind of knocks us to our knees. Um, fast forward a lot of years in my life. Um, growing up, you know, you have this to-do list. You know, every little girl has her dreams. So, my little girl dreams were I was going to be a mom. Um, I was going to be the love of my life in high school. Don't laugh. Uh-huh. We were going to date for a few years. I was going to go to college, get my degree, um, be a stay-at-home mom, 2.5 kids, and a dog. You know, the white picket fence. I was going to say, and the white picket fence. The white picket fence. You had to have the white picket fence. So those were my goals. Those were my dreams. Um, come to find out, they weren't going to play. And along the way, he actually um, let me write a song, and one of the lyrics of that song, it says that God wants to turn our stumbling blocks into saving souls. So every time there's been a trial or something to face in life, um, on the other side of it, you can see how God used that to strengthen your relationship with Him. So when you feel like you're stumbling, just remember it's really a good opportunity to look around for that stepping block or stepping stone. I think um, he, he uses it to, to grow us. With his, you know, if He lets us run, what are we going to learn? So you kind of went through life checking things off. I did, and um, it kind of worked. You're like, for a time, it was kind of like, you know, maybe it's the teacher in me, maybe it's the lesson plan writing, you know, you just like checking off those boxes. So made it to high school, had my first sweetheart, you know, check, high school graduation, check, applied to college, check, um, and then just, bam, out of nowhere, my first heartbreak came, and I'm sure we can all name the guy. I'm sure we can all name, you know, the situation, the moment. Um, again, it was one of those take you to your knees moments. Um, but God had a plan, right? and so um, really had to depend on God to get through that. It was a really hard thing um, because my mind had just been so set that this was the life for me um, that it was. I was really taken aback. I'm like. God, why did you take this away from me? So, um, had some questions for him. And I think that's a really cool thing about God is that he lets us ask questions. Um, we might not always get the answers right then. Or we may not like the answers. <laughs> or we may not like the answers. Um, but he has a way of working it out. Yeah. He has a way of revealing it to us in his time. His time. His time. <laughs> his timing, absolutely. So, um, fast forward a few years. I was stuck with college. That was something that was definitely that was planned for my life. I was already my teaching degree. So did you know you always wanted to be a teacher? Honestly, as a child, I would have told you I wanted to be anything but a teacher. Okay. My mom was a paraphernalia. She worked in schools, and I was sick of school. Okay. Because I was there on summer break. I was there on Christmas break. I was there early every day. We stayed late every day. Um, my biggest desire growing up was to be a mom. Um, as I got older, I had a cousin who was born that was autistic, and he went into a special needs pre-K. And the teacher he worked with allowed our family, for the first time at five or six years old, to start to learn to communicate with him, because he was basically non-verbal at the time. And I said, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to help families. I want to be able to open doors and make connections where there weren't connections. Um, and so that was really what led me to teaching. God let me start way before that in church. Um, 
all Sunday school since I was 16. So um, it was something he was growing in me that I didn't understand at the time. I just thought I was feeling it in a while. Well, and I think that's, that's another piece that you helped me with, you know, um, being kind of God asking me or telling me, <laughs> you know, children's ministry. Like that, that's it's not my little house. That's God's call for me. Um, but I would be like, okay, I have a thought about, you know, shine. And you would be like, here's snacks and here's lovable. And you, you know, so I think God used that as well for you to, to kind of equip me. Of, okay, how, how do you take that idea that God gives you and, and you make that into something for the kids? You know, and, you know, we're sitting here you know, in the building and you're trying to walk in. And, and, I see, I'm like, oh, this is where you're getting story time. Like, I recognize, you know, the viewers can't see, but the set behind us of the story time that you do with kids. So, you have a gift for teaching. It's something that God has definitely blessed you with. And you've touched many kids, I'm sure. You know, I just. It's, it's really turned into be a huge blessing. And it kind of leads back to the hard part of today's story. Right. Um, Thanks for letting me do the sweet part first. I'm like, okay, now comes the part where I have to be like, okay, now what's the next? You know. So we made it. I made it out of college, and I was able to get a job. Got to open the door. I teach in the same county that I grew up in. Um, that is very rare a lot of times. Um, but God did see fit to send my future husband. Um, at the time, it was really kind of hard. Um, there's an age difference there. Uh, he had already had kids. He had been married before. Mm-hmm. Never been married. Never lived with anybody. No major long-term relationships other than my high school boyfriend. So this was totally territory. It was really a place I had to let go and trust God. So he proposed. I said yes. Um, we got married, but it was boom, immediate family. So, you know, we needed some time to settle in. We needed to get used to going from me living by myself to now I shared a house with four other people, right? Um, that was pretty big. Um, and then all the little old ladies at church started. When you have a baby? When you have a baby? Oh, you need one of your own. Oh, but you work with kids all the time. And um, so, you know, we prayed about it and we decided that we would try to start a Um it wasn't in God's plan. Um, some different things came and went. Um, we've been married 13 years, so we got married in 2007. Um, 2009, we bought our house. It's like, okay, we finally have enough room. If we were going to add to our family, this would be the time. Um, no baby. Um, the recession kind of hits. Layoffs happen. Um, my husband was without a job for about a year and a half. Um, no baby, you know, that wasn't the right time, right? Um, so we didn't really pursue it farther. Like, we didn't really start to look at a feature or anything, you know, major because financially it just wasn't an option at that point. Um, so things progressed a few more years, and um, I gave the diagnosis of PCOS. Um, some other things are thrown in there in the mix with it all. Um, at this point, my stepkids are almost out of elementary school, one's in middle school. Um, you know, we're getting ready to have three teenagers, and it's like, oh, diapers. Um, we really rethink yeah. that. Um, but it was my heart's desire, right? Um, 
every time. I can't tell you the times um, I opened the shower in the station and just pride myself to sleep that night. Um, I was happy for my friends. Mm-hmm. I was ecstatic for them. I can't tell you the times I heard about babies that were left in dumpsters or you know, put up for adoption and I would just really question God um, why that wasn't in his plan for us. Um, but God's plan and his ways are always better than ours and I couldn't see it at the time. I never let it put the wedge there that I walked away from church. It was always like an empty spot. It was a longing. Um, but a friend of mine told me something one time that was just really wise. It's hard to crave something that you've never had. And I was trying to fill a God-sized hole with my desire. right? And that wasn't going to be filled um, until I filled it God's way. So what actually led me to the fitness group that we met in was the PCOS that we noticed trying to get hormones and lungs and trying to get things kind of back in shape. And um, then we got some other views with my health um, in the past couple of years. But again, you know, that checklist for life, you know, we had the house, the job, the husband, the stepkids, the, you know, the cars, don't have the big events. Um, but, you know, God bless with the, all the rest of it, God was no longer. Mother's Day was extremely hard. Um, because I did have my stepchildren, and I love them. They are a huge part of my heart. Well, and I think that's something that we also care. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. we, we've talked about, you know, because I have, you know, my stepdaughter as well, and, you know, that dynamic that it brings to the family. But like I said, we love them. So there was a love there. Um, and, you know, people have always said there's no way you'll love it. The love of a child that you birthed is a different kind of love. And um, I can never understand that because I knew how much I loved them. Well, during that time, God added some goddaughters to our life. So um, even though I wasn't getting pregnant, he did bless us with three little ones along the way. Uh, One is about to turn 10, one is six, and one is five. So even though my pregnancy test kept coming about negative, God did send those little bundles of love into our life. Um, we would have sleepovers and snuggle time and bottles and diapers and um, just really, really blessed with what God did allow us to do. Um, but it was a couple of years ago that God really got my attention. And he started showing me through um, a sweet family at our church that um, not everybody gets to be a mom, but there's a lot of ways to love kids. And so I showed up to church on Mother's Day, and I went to my Sunday school class. And there was an arrangement of flowers and a card there. And it said, you may not be our mom, but thanks for being our Amanda. And so it shortened Amanda into Amanda. And it kind of became a running joke that I had Amanda Day. But it really made me stop and think about what God wanted for my life. And for the first time in my life, I was actually able to pray. God, if this desire is not of you, take it away. Like, I'm tired of hurting. Um, Like I said, there were some other health issues and everything. And it really, it made me thankful for my husband. It made me more thankful for my stepkids because it was God's way of showing me if you had listened to the noise, you would have married the wrong person Mm -hmm. and you would have had no family. 
And so, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you're drawing your life away. You married somebody older. He was before he had kids. But because that was who God picked for my life, it allowed me to still have a family. So, um, sorry. No. no. Um, I lost in our journey. It's okay. Um, but now I can see how God took every one of those cellar blocks and really turned them into setting stones. So, were you mad at God? Were you sad, upset? Like, what were the before He changed? You know, kind of your take on it and your your prayer changed for His desire versus your desire. What were some of those feelings with God? I think it was a roller coaster. I think there were days that I was angry. Mm-hmm. I think that confusion is a really good word because, like I said, I would see uh, working in the schools, you see families come in that are barely able to provide for their kids or you know you see the person at the grocery store that's just yelling and screaming at their kid and your heart breaks because it's like i want every kid to be raised in love and in church and um you know that's not the case and it's kind of like okay god you don't do anything by accident everything is on purpose why would you purposely send this child you know, and so, and I would go back and I would read the stories in the Bible that all the women in the Bible were struggling to have children, and you know, and it, it almost became like a fairy tale. Like, why can't I get my ever after? Um, but God had a plan, and I had to trust it. And like I said, there were nights of anger, there were nights of tears, and it just kind of got to this point of, I guess it was almost not really calling God help, but just like, okay, what's the deal? Right. <laughs> where let's, where do we stand? Let's just get serious about right. this. Um, is there something I'm not doing? Like, I had to figure out this wasn't a punishment. Right. Like, God wasn't withholding something because I wasn't giving something. Right. And um, really and truly, it, it started to get better a couple of years ago. Like I said, my church family have really stood up and really made um, a difference, kind of helped me carry that load. They kind of kept my arms lifted. Like Moses's brother-in-law, but then something happened recently with my dad um, that really brought all this around. Um, I don't know if you're ready to go there. Yeah, I was going to say. So what's what's the, the the moving forward moment? And I think you know you had shared. Okay, I'm working on the story. I'm not sure. And then I remember you're like, I got it. So the moment that this all clicked was. <laughs> really about a month ago. Um, it was in June. Um, it was a couple weeks. I told her, I said, okay, I've spent my day with God. I've dug through these journals. I really think my journey is um, going from a desire to be a mom to finding out what it means to be Amanda. Um, to realize that I've, I've taught several hundred kids how to read. I've taught them how to tie their shoes. Um, I've worked in public school now for 17 years. Um, I've been teaching in my church. Um, for over 20 years. So God's let me be in a lot of kids' lives. I've got to build relationships with them. I've got to build relationships with their mom. Um, you're not the only one that's ever got frustrated over teaching their kid to read. Um, I've, I've had several of those conversations over the years. But my moment um, came after all this. Yeah. And uh, my dad called one day. I'm very much a daddy's girl. I'm, I'm very blessed to still have both my parents, but I'm very much a daddy's girl. And he called one day and he said, I feel like there's a conversation that we need to have. And we normally don't have this kind of conversation, but I just really feel like 
there's something I need to share with you. And so my mom was kind of scared. Because <laughs> I never knew what that would mean. I never knew what that was going to mean. Um, and he said, I want you to know that you're not less of a person because you haven't brought a child into this world. And the floodgates opened. Right. And the tears started. And um, he had woke up with a thought on his mind. And um, I want you guys to understand that it's not a comparison, it's not anything, but it was something that really helped me find a lot of peace. Um, my dad reminded me that Jesus lived on earth for 33 and a half years, and he didn't birth a child either. Um, he didn't have earthly children, but through salvation, he has a world full of kids. Um, so although I may never wear the title of mom, I will proudly wear the title of Amanda and all the kids that God brings through my life for a season or for a lifetime, however they may come, um, it doesn't make me less of a person. It makes me who God actually called me to be, which was a really hard thing um, to kind of come to that realization. And so I think that was God's way of just really confirming it and just sealing it and kind of saying, okay, that's forever behind you. And now we need to head north. Um, <laughs> we need to go forward. And I think it's it's interesting when we get serious with God and say, all right, I'm grabbing my journals, I'm crawling up into bed, and we're going to go through this journey. And after you do that, you send me peace. You really did. You know, it's kind of the peace that can only come from Him. Um, it's that unspeakable peace. And I think it's, you know, for me, my unspeakable peace is with my mom. Like, He is the only one that can that hope of you not having your heart's desire. So he took me on this around the world journey <laughs> when I started going back through all the journals. Um, one of the things that we had kind of bonded over over the years were our words. Mm-hmm. And so we would each kind of pick a word for the year and we'd share it with the other one and then it would just suddenly be everywhere. everywhere. Like it, it's amazing how you can find words in the most random places. Um, and still to this day, I brought you a book today with your word rest, which was last year. Mm-hmm. Last year. So you see, it sticks. Uh-huh. And Joe had a story on it, which my word last year. So, um, But God was still telling a story through those. And so if I back up a couple of words, um, you know, we, my, I had the word rest, and the word was still. And I had to figure out that rest was getting along with God. Getting serious with God. Rest isn't being lazy. It's not taking a nap. It's time really spending it with God. And then I had to get still. And I had to get still enough to hear his voice. And I didn't understand it, but he was talking to me last um, February. It was a year ago at church camp. And he put the word surrender on my heart. And I didn't understand what I was supposed to be surrendering. I'm like, God, I teach this. I do this. I'm a part of this. Um, I don't know what else I can surrender to you. Um, but what he wanted was to desire my heart. That's what I still had to surrender. Mm-hmm. And so looking back at it all, and so then as he began to share that with me and like open my eyes to it, um, hurry up and wait came. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like, be ready, but I don't know what to be ready for. And, and we, we saw that everywhere. I'm like, what is this? Hurry up and wait. Like, here it is again. And, um, and so then he brought you to the word yet. And so that became huge for me because you might not have got the desire of your heart, the 
fleshly desire. But now that you can understand what I need from your life, yet look at how good God is. Right. Like, He has blessed me so much. So many opportunities to work with families and children. And I couldn't have done all that if it a mom. Like, I couldn't set up for church functions. I couldn't help do ladies' events because I would have bedtime. You know, I would need, I would want to give my all to that child that was growing. And I wouldn't be able to reach out and say, you know what? You need a mama day? Send me the kids. Right. And, you know, have the nieces and nephews over. Um, those things wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. So, looking back and seeing all the words line up and get us to today, it's just an amazing journey. I didn't even realize that at the time. So, I think the best part of the story. It's here behind us. So yes. Everybody's probably like, why? why? What do we have this year? And I think this again speaks to your teaching and setting things up. Um, your props. So, tell us about that. Okay, so um, we called it our measure of faith, and it was the recipe for life. So, um, I, like I told you, I was like, I grew up in a Christian home. But um, my grandmothers both were amazing cooks, so I blame this on them. <laughs> so the ingredients of my life were being raised in church. My parents went through a divorce. Um, I was saved. I made it to college and high school graduations. Um, I had my heart broke. Um, one of the big ingredients of my life was marrying the right person and having an instant family. Um, and the really hard to swallow was the infertility. But if you take away any of those things, the recipe wouldn't work. Right. Without the flour, it's not going to rise. Mm-hmm. Without the butter, it's not going to be soft enough. If you take away the sugar, nobody will see something better. <laughs> so you had to take the good with the bad, right? All the ingredients from all life were needed. So um, every recipe we know comes with directions. And I feel like God gave me some verses that I want to share with you guys today. And maybe they'll help on your journey. So... First thing he had to teach me was to trust him. Mm-hmm. And I think he did that when I was a little kid with my parents. My parents did that, of course. Um, Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean on into the home understanding. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put all this together. I couldn't understand it. But I had to lean on this. Um, to be still and know that he is God. Um, to rest in him. And in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he clearly tells us, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you And we went through that, um, you know, with the layoff and with raising the family and two households. Just all the things that um, happen, trying to work for God within our church family. Um, so, cooking time on this? <laughs> um, this is a lifelong recipe. It's taken almost 39 years this November. Uh, will be 39 years that God's been trying to work this together in my life. And, uh, you know, anytime you mix something up and you get it put on the pan, what comes next is the fire. Life gets hot sometimes. Um, It heats up. You go through trials. You go through storms. Um, We've gone through divorce, broken hearts. uh, My grandparents passing super close with them. (laughs) We raised three teenagers at once. You know, that's definitely, sometimes things get heated up. Absolutely. Um, but in the end, I have who I am today. You know, that recipe for my life turned me into the wife that I am. Um, it turned me into the stepmom, the teacher that I am. 
And if you take out any of those ingredients, it just doesn't work. So um, sometimes I hate that I was so stubborn. <laughs> you know, we had that discussion a couple times. You know, but then I go back to everything works in God's way and God's time. And so I was that recipe that it had to sit for a little while. Kind of like the dough that's got yeah, rice. Right. I had to get there. Um, it was never because God wasn't there. It was Him leading me through this journey and Him giving me those stepping stones that I needed to just slow me down. Yeah. You know, He wasn't going to let me race through those checkboxes. You know, it, He wasn't going to. Um, he threw those stumbling blocks out there, but I truly believe it was for a purpose. So, well, I thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for letting me. Um, I know it's not an easy story to share. Um, I know it will encourage many people. Um, so, God had a purpose with it as well. So, um, you know, just it's a great thing sharing the story. So, very pleased. Uh, we'd love to connect with you at Finding the More. Uh, the easiest way to connect with us is on our website at findingthemore.org. And you can find all of our social platforms there, as well as our podcast. Um, so until next time, keep moving forward. From all of us here at Finding the More Ministries, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, tell a friend about it and make sure that you click the subscribe button. If you were blessed by today's podcast, would you faithfully consider making a donation to Finding the More Ministries? Your donation will help us to continue providing encouragement through blogs, podcasts, and Bible studies. You can donate by visiting our website at www.findingthemore.org and simply clicking on the donate button. Through our secure site, you can make a one-time donation or you can become a monthly more partner and help others find the more in their relationship with Jesus. Thank you for your prayers and consideration to this ministry, and may God bless you is our prayer.